Tuesday, 10th of October, 2023. Maybe today. Now it came to pass that when he had departed from them and set sail, running a straight course, we came to Kos. The following day to Rhodes, and from there to Patara, Acts 21, verse 1. The words of the NKJV do not logically follow the Greek. It more closely reads, And it was at our sailing, having drawn away from them, having run a straight course from them, we came to Kos, and next to Rhodes, from there to Patara, CG. In the previous verse, the emotions of those gathered with Paul were described, and then they conducted him to the ship. With that remembered, chapter 21 begins with, And it was at our sailing. The word for their setting sail has already been seen in Acts, but as a reminder, it conveys the idea of going up. In essence, the idea is to go up to the sea from the land. On the other hand, the idea of coming to land after a voyage is to go down to the land from the sea. With their departure upon the sea, Luke next records what that departure was like, saying, having drawn away from them. The verb is asbospio. It signifies away from and to draw, as in the drawing of a sword. The sense is that it was as if they were pulled away from those on the shore who were in essence, still clinging to them. The emotion of the moment is reflected in the choice of words used by Luke. Once they were so drawn away, Luke describes the next three stages of the journey, beginning with, having run a straight course from them, we came to Kos. This is the only time that Kos is mentioned in scripture. Abari notes, quote, It's unclear where the name Kos originally came from, or even in which language it was conceived. But mythology held that it meant number or ratio." End quote. Whatever its meaning, it was a straight run from Miletus to Kos. Luke then says, and next to Rhodes. The name is also found only here in scripture. It is from the same root as Rhoda, the maidservant noted in Acts 12, 13. Thus the name Rhodes probably means something like place of the rose. Finally, Luke records, from there to Patara. Patara is also seen only here in the Bible. It was a town on the coast of the Roman province of Lycia. Abarine says, quote, the Greek name Patara is a transliteration of the original Lycian name, Patara, which in turn derives from the name of a mountain namely Mount Patar, which is mentioned in the Hittite Yalpurt inscription, and which in turn appears to have been named after the Lycian word for basket, again Patar, end quote. Hence they define the name as baskets. Luke's noting of the ship's stops informs us that this was the common way of travelling. Ships would go from place to place with their commodities, Travellers would have taken advantage of it, just as Paul and those with him did. For the merchants, goods would have been loaded and unloaded, and possibly even postage might have been conveyed for a fee. Any travellers would also add to their profits. Ellicott describes the three locations. Quote, 
Cos was famous both for its wines and its silk fabrics of fine and almost transparent tissue. That Rhodes, then famous for its Colossus, was one of the largest and most flourishing islands of the archipelago, and it is memorable for us in later history as connected with the history of the Knights Hospitaliers of St. John. That Patara was a harbour on the coast of Lycia. For this harbour, the ship in which the travellers had left Troas and Miletus was bound, and they had therefore to look out for one another. Happily there was no long delay and they embarked at once on a merchant ship bound for Phoenicia." End quote. Life application. Luke is quite meticulous in his record of the events as they occurred. The particular note of them being drawn away from Miletus shows the difficulty of the departure. But the quick and direct notes about the next three stops relieve that tension as the team gets drawn toward their next goal, which is to be in Jerusalem. We can look at these events as we look at our own lives. We have connections here that cause us to want to hold on to them. We have family, friends, tasks that we enjoy and so forth. However, as believers, we also have a heavenly home that is awaiting us. For the normal course of life, we need to be drawn away from the earthly things and toward the promise of the new Jerusalem. In order for that to happen, God has set our lives to occur in a certain way. As we get older, we are drawn away from certain aspects of life. For example, our bodies no longer allow us to do certain things. We also experience loss in various ways, drawing us away from other aspects of our lives. For example, we will lose our favourite pets, cherish things in various ways, and even those we love as time goes by. These things are common to all people. The wise will understand that we must leave this world behind and set a straight course for our heavenly home. Of course, there is a time when this cycle will end and the rapture will occur. But until that day, we should take our lives and the things that happen here in the context of a greater hope that lies ahead. Let us not become overly distraught at the changes that occur. Instead, we can cherish the memories while still focusing on the glory that God has promised us in our future eternal home. We are being drawn away from here to there. It is normal and we should realise this as we continue along life's often difficult path. Glorious Lord God, thank you that a better and permanent home awaits us where we will no longer experience the trials and troubles that we currently face. Slowly, but surely, we are being drawn toward that glorious place. Help us to understand this process from your perspective and to not fret over the changes we must face in this fallen and woeful world. Amen. We all said goodbye to them and left. We sailed straight to Cos Island. The next day we reached Rhodes and from Rhodes we went to Patara. Acts 21 verse 1 I look up to the hills, but where does my help come from?
My help comes from the Lord. He made heaven and earth. He will, he will not yet you be, he will not yet you be defeated. He, he who guards, he will never sleeps. He who guards Israel never rests or sleeps. The Lord guards you. The Lord protects you as the shade protects you from the sun. The sun cannot hurt you during the day, and the moon cannot hurt you at night. The Lord will guard you as you come and go, both now and forever. Amen. Psalm 121.